Hello, everyone, and welcome to CU Quantum Radio Network. I'm your presenter, Daniel, and I'm here with your host, Claudia Pareco. Karmic Astrology is presented by Explore Astrology with Susan Reynolds. She has worked as a karmic astrologer for the last 35 years. Karmic Astrology traces the soul's evolution from past lives into the current life, setting the stage for a great journey of free choice in this incarnation. Look at your past, present, and future with Karmic Astrology. Astrologer and intuitive healer Susan Reynolds speaks astrology as a language of life, a positive, living, and a breathing language of human possibility. Before each reading, Susan meditates upon the chart in question and sees visions of that person's past lives and how they are impacting her current life. During her show, Susan has pre-selected some callers for different types of readings. If time allows, she will take additional live callers. If you want to be considered for your future show with Susan, please go to www.charlotteview.net, look for Susan Reynolds under our monthly shows tab, and fill out the request. Susan lives in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and attends various fairs and events. To find out locations or contact Susan Reynolds outside of the show, please go to her website, www.exploreastrology.com. Tune in Mondays and Fridays to see View and listen to all our shows. Go to charlotteview.net and look on their monthly shows. Find our podcast directory and listen to us live or on demand. Now, let's find out what is coming up in the stars and who are the lucky callers of the day. And welcome everybody to CBU. This is your producer Claudia Pureco and we are here with our host Susan Reynolds. Before we bring her to the show, please know that next month, May, she will not be having her show because of Memorial Weekend. But she will be back in June 24 for anyone that wants to call in and be part of it. The best way to be part of Susan Reynolds' show is to fill out her form at cview1111.net, look into monthly shows, and choose Susan Reynolds. You'll find there the form to fill out. Also, we always get preference for people that choose to use Take My Call. This is the only way to jump the line of, of callers for only $11 and be first at any moment, even now that you're listening, if you want to make sure that you're part of the show. And use PayPal Me for that. So it would be PayPal Me forward slash Pureco, P-U-R-E-C-O forward slash 11. But now let's bring uh, Susan to this show so she can let us know more about what is going on with astrology. Hey, Claudia. Hey, Susan. 
Well, and as Claudia mentioned, since I will not be doing my normal karmic astrology show in May because of the holiday weekend, I'm going to talk today not only about things that are going on and coming up for us astrologically in May, but June as well. So I'm going to be trying to to cram in a double dose of astrological energy because the next show that I'll be doing is going to be on June 24th where I'll talk about things that are happening for July. But I also decided, you know, because that show is going to be missed next month, I wanted to go ahead and sort of update everybody on things that I'm doing out and about in the Charlotte area and in terms of what kind of classes I'm offering, what kind of workshops, seminars, weekends, shows, expos, because I like to keep my hands into all of them. And this month, as a matter of fact, this coming Saturday, I will be here in Charlotte at the Psychic Fascination Expo. And that is going to be at the Ardsley Hilton Garden Inn. Parking is free, admission is free, and is going to be from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And I'll be doing mini readings. And a mini reading is about 15 minutes. If you know you're going to be there, you can email me and reserve your spot and the time that you want and go ahead and prepay. And when you come in, you just sit down and get your full 15 minutes, and it's all about you for that time, and you don't have to worry about fighting the crowds. Everybody always has a great time at Psychic Fascination. They've got wonderful vendors and other great readers, and it's just a fun day for everybody. So be sure to come on out and see what's going on. Then on May 18th, I am going to be in Asheville, North Carolina. If any of you listening are in the Asheville area, I will be part of the Awakenings Mind-Body-Spirit Fair in Asheville, again at the Hilton Garden Inn in Asheville. And that is from 10 to 5. And as far as I know, the parking is free. I'm not sure about admission. I think that may be a dollar or two admission, something pretty minimal. And again, I'll be doing mini readings and joining lots of other vendors. And then in June, I will be doing a workshop, a one-day workshop on Saturday, June 1st, here in Charlotte. And I am going to be doing this workshop, and I am calling it The Art of Creating a Miracle, because miracles are coming more and more into the forefront as we are shifting into a higher energy. And I think we should all be starting to perform our own miracles and experiencing them. So I decided to put together a one-day event where we can start opening up to that part of ourselves, physically within ourselves, that allows us to create miracles. So be sure to check my website for all the details. It's going to be in Charlotte at the Heartlight Spiritual Center, and it is going to be from 10 to 3.30 uh, on the 1st. And then... On the 22nd of June, I am going to be at a Laura Spa in Mooresville, North Carolina, and they are having their Mind, Body, Spirit Expo from 1 o'clock to 5 o'clock on the 22nd. And it is a wonderful spa with this very gentle, very soothing atmosphere. I will also be in Florence, South Carolina in June, again at the Awakenings Mind, Body, Spirit Fair from 10 to 5 doing mini readings. So June and July are looking pretty busy for me. But there's also something else I wanted to mention to everybody, which is that in September, I will be doing a weekend retreat. And I only do about one weekend retreat a year. I don't do them very often. But it is an opportunity for a much smaller, like-minded group of people to come together together 
and sort of help each other lift up to higher energies. And this year, the Reverend Reverend Becca Nagy and I will be leading a weekend retreat on dreaming, and we are calling it Whispers in the Night listening to the language of your dreams. And we are going to learn some of the ancient techniques about how you incubate a dream, how you help yourself dream, how you understand your dream language. So I am super excited about that because when we get that many people together, and it's only about a dozen people, it's a pretty limited group. We're not looking for a large group. We're looking for a small group of people that can really be there for each other. And then in October on the 19th, I am helping to create an event called Enlighten Up, and that is going to be here in Charlotte at the Magnolia Event Center, and it is going to be a one-day mind-body-spirit event, but we are having speakers, we are having a self-care room, we are looking at maybe having a labyrinth to walk, there are going to be vendors, there are going to be readers, there's going to be a quiet area, there are authors, so we are looking for that to be a one-day blowout event. Tickets are $10, but if you buy them on my website, they are only 5 So, and that's for the whole day. So be sure to put that on your calendar. We're only doing that one day this year, and that is the day. So, yes, so there's a lot coming up for me. We are squeezing in a ton of stuff into today's show because it's really a two-month show. So I know we have several callers, and Claudia, this is on you because I know how I get when I have a caller. I get so excited and so into the chart and the astrology that I could just keep going and going. So regardless of who I'm talking to, it's up to you to kind of rein me in and make sure I I don't spend the whole hour on one person. So who is our first? I'm so glad because I'm going to lose all perspective. So who is our first caller? So we're going to have Kathy first. Okay. And I have a chart for you. Hello. All right. Hey, is it Kathy or Katie? No, it's Kathy. Kathy. Okay. Well, I have a birth chart for you from the information that you provided, and I know that there is a question that you have about moving. Is that Mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. You're not going to like this, but I have to be honest and tell you, in addition to looking at your chart, when I looked at your chart, I was actually a little surprised that you were moving right now or this was such an issue right now. Well, I'm, and not, because, I'm not. I'm, tra- I'm trying to decide. <laughs> okay. Because I was surprised at, at you know, what I was, I was seeing in the chart, I ran a separate question. Now, usually I charge $35 for that, but it was just I was curious and I wanted more information. So I ran a special question for you about if it's better for you right now to stay in Maryland or move to Florida. And if it's better to move to Florida, is it better to stay in the house that you have or move to a new one? I will say right now it looks like it is not a good time to move, and I would say staying in Maryland is a better option. When I look at this question chart, I'm going to be honest in telling you there is so much conflict here around you and a spouse that I do not see you coming to a place of of agreements and and partnership and being on the same page for a little while. My best advice would be to back off from this. In about three weeks, around you know the 20th of May, there's a little window that opens up. 
and I think after that, like the last week in May, is a better time for you to, to kind of be able to communicate about this. When I look at this chart, it looks as if each each side, it almost looks like a war. It looks like each side is so entrenched in what they're saying and nobody is listening to each other, each person trying to convince the other one they're right, that you're just going to frustrate yourself if you keep going at this. I would table it, if possible, I would table this for at least three weeks before you even bring it up and just do other things. Just completely forget about it for a while. When that doorway opens up, then I would broach it again in a very new way. Um, and I would look at it like, like it's the first time without being stuck in any one position. I will say, I think you're going to move, but it does not look like you have a major move of this kind for a couple of years. So um, so that's why I was surprised that this was such an issue. It could be that if you do end up moving this year, and quite frankly, I'd be surprised if you did, but if you do end up moving this year, don't look at it as the end because there may be a second move. Right now, I would not try to, to convince anybody of anything. I would just table it. I talk about it a little bit that last week in May and see if some kind of agreement can be reached. And then I would table it again for three months. And I would not look at this issue for three months, if at all possible, unless it's urgent that you move next week or something. I would I would put this to the side and sort of like a like a pot that has overflowed, give it a chance to calm down a little bit. It does look like you come to agreement. But for the next three months, it looks like there's a tremendous amount of confusion here. And once you get through some of the confusion, then it's like the two of you come together and, and a decision is reached by both of you together. But it looks like it's just apples and oranges. It's not like one is good and one is bad. It's like, well, this gives us that and the other gives us such and such. And, and, and it's sort of back and forth and back and forth. And that's what I mean about the confusion. If you currently own a home right now in Maryland, and it, it, I sort of got the impression you did, I would have it appraised if you have not already done that. Because I think between now and August is the time to get your current home appraised. Because I think it will appraise higher than if you leave that to the end of the year. And certainly I think it will appraise higher this year than next year. I do see real estate prices in general falling in 2020 from what they are in 2019. So it would be better to sort of, you know, have that number on the books this year and see how that helps you. And I do see you two eventually coming together and making a move. And you may actually make two moves. What it looks like right now, and this energy is in a lot of flux, so this is not written in stone. It looks like you do end up moving to Florida into one house, and then you end up moving into a second house. And I don't know if that's what you want to hear. Probably not. This may change, like I say, in 90 days. This energy is going to shift and change. But for right now, today, that's how I see it. Is Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. I, I'm not in a hurry to move, so I'm not surprised when you said I'll still be in the Maryland house for another two years. Oh, good, good, good. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. I wouldn't tell her this. You know, no, they're no, trying to no, move. No, I, I'm, I'm fine with everything you said. It's perfect. <laughs> okay, I'm so glad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I have well, stopped talking about it. 
because I, I'm I get nowhere. I get nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it just looks so stuck. It looks, yeah. I'm like the best thing she could do is like walk away. You know, just I did. Leave I the did. table. Yeah. Right. So you intuitively sort of okay. Claudia well, is letting us know. I'm so glad that the answer works for you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Claudia. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. Okay, All right, so. well, we're going um, gonna to change it up a little bit, and I know we took one caller, and I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the things that are going on right now uh, astrologically for May and for June, or I'll, I'll start talking about some of this, and then we'll take another caller, and, and those of you who are Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces, do not think I forgot that I did not get to you last month. I am going to get to you this month or die trying. I am going to give you the overview of what Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces should expect in 2019 because I know I did not finish that last month, and my apologies on that. But right now, May, we are going to see a lot of energies calming down. In April, and I know we still have today and tomorrow for April, but this month we have seen and are seeing three planets changing direction or seemingly changing direction. This past April 10th, we had Jupiter, which had been moving forward big guns, turn retrograde, and will stay that way until August. And just recently, on April 24th, Pluto turned retrograde. And today, as a matter of fact, Saturn is turning retrograde. So we have three kind of heavy hitters, big planets in the zodiac, all shifting direction and turning retrograde. When a planet turns retrograde, it means that it appears to be moving backwards. The planet does not actually change direction, but it looks like it's moving backwards. And retrograde energy, think of the re. We redo things. We we realign. We, you know, repurpose something. We go back over old ground. Instead of moving forward, we regroup and we take a minute. So some projects that many of you are working on may hit a snag. Work especially with Saturn turning retrograde today may not be as forceful and dynamic as it has been these last three months or almost four. And so for some of you, that may be a good thing. You're like, oh, my God, I could finally go home and, you know, have dinner and play with the kids. For others of you, you may be like, oh, my goodness, where are all my clients going? I was doing great a couple of months ago. So this is Saturn slowing down. And it's a good time, especially in May and in June, to be looking at what do I want to do professionally? What do I want to accomplish? How am I going to do that? Make your plans. Talk to your boss. Put together your five-year plan. You know, look at what needs to be done to get from point A to point B. Saturn will not turn direct again until September. On September 18th, Saturn will again start to look like it's moving forward. So all of the plans and the behind-the-scenes work and the planning that you're doing in these next few months will start to pay off in September. So retrograde energy is not a bad thing, but it is a thing that we need to consciously use. We need to be aware of what is happening. Jupiter, oh my goodness, Jupiter has just been moving forward like nobody's business for January, February, and then in April, it started to hit its retrograde period, and a lot of people just went, because January, February, and March have been so active and so busy and so much coming at them. You know, Gemini has been especially affected by this, as well as all the fire signs. 
And for those of you who may not know astrology, the fire signs are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. And all of those have really been aware of this fire energy sort of coming at them, you know. And, and again, energizing them, exciting them, you know. A strong energy coming towards you can be a very dynamic, fun kind of thing. And now it's slowing down. And we're like, okay, life is, is slowing down a bit. And so some things, especially if you're putting in applications for school or, or graduate school, anything like that, advertising programs, travel plans may slow down a bit. Things may get postponed. They will happen, but you're going to have to be a little bit more patient. And so May is a time to move forward cautiously, to be patient, and to realize that you may not, you know, hit it out of the ballpark the first time. Things may need to be tweaked. You may need to look at things again. You know, um, Taurus is our sign of the month, which at the end of the hour, I always take a few minutes at the end of every hour, and I talk about the sign of the month. And so the sun is going to be in Taurus, and that's a, you know, that's a grounded energy. But we also have Mercury in Taurus. And from May 6th through May 20th, Mercury is moving through that sign at a, at a hefty clip. It is moving right along. And so in May, Mercury will actually hit three signs. It's going to hit Aries, then it will move through the entire sign of Taurus, and then on May 21st, it will enter the sign of Mercury, where it finishes out the month. So there's going to be, especially at the beginning and the end, a good time for meetings, for phone calls, for planning, for taking care of paperwork, and, and what I call the office work. Now, Taurus is very good, that middle part of the month, from the 6th to the 20th. Taurus is very good at buckling down and concentrating on something and getting it done. So for those of you who struggle to focus or struggle to, you know, go in a straight line in a linear way from one point to the next, this energy can be a big plus for you and really help you. It's not a quick energy. It's not a, a, a light breezy energy but it is focused it is stable and it is solid but be aware because it's so focused and solid and stable and dependable it does not change its mind easily so you're not going to see a lot of flip-flopping on issues or getting people to change their mind in the blink of an eye people may want to think about it those of you in sales you may have a little bit more trouble you're not going to push somebody into making a decision they're going to pull back and say i want to think about it that's part of the taurus energy it gives us a chance to reflect so i'm really glad that we have that coming up in may it's going to be a little quieter than april but we can get a lot more done. So I'm looking forward to some of that. Now I'm going to talk some more about what's going on in April and May, but I'm also going to ask Claudia who our next caller is. Okay, so we're going to get Anne, and she's our second caller of the day. Hey, Anne. Hello. Well, I have your chart right here, and um, I want to make sure that I understand you wanted me to just talk about some things that may be going on for you or coming up for you? Sure. Okay. Well, one of the first things that I notice is this absolutely lovely Jupiter and Sagittarius energy right there in your fourth house of home and family. And Jupiter is called the Great Beneficent. And oftentimes some positive things 
move into place or even fall in our lap when Jupiter comes in to help us out. With this being in the area of home and family, I would say from late 2018, at least through the fall of 2019, it's a really positive energy for you in terms of real estate. Now, if you're looking to buy something, man, this is a nice blessing because it is really going to help you out. If you are looking to sell a property, this is a good time to be doing it. And if you are a realtor, oh my goodness, those blessings are there for you the whole year. So anything to do in terms of buying or selling property, buying a vacation home, if you work professionally in any area that has to do with home and family, this can also be a blessing. It can be finding a way to work from home. So I really like that. Sometimes I will see the home expand in some way. This can be remodeling or adding on a room or a floor, but it can also be something um, more, hmm, um, less clear. If you have children, it can be a child getting engaged or it can be becoming a grandmother. There's a way, you know, because this is actually a very fertile energy. And given your date of birth, that's probably not going to be you. <laughs> and I think you're probably pretty <laughs> happy about that. But that can be. Um, a child or a godchild or um, somebody else having a child, like that area of your life gets bigger in a very positive and fun kind of way. This is also an emotional area of the chart. So for a lot of this year, you may find yourself becoming more emotional, even a little weepy or teary, like, what is wrong with me? But that Jupiter is bringing up all of these emotions. And so you may just be crying at weddings and, you know, joy is, is doubled and, and any kind of difficulty is, is dissolves into tears. And it's just a way of releasing energy and not a negative thing. Some of this is going to slow down between now and August because, as I said, Jupiter has just turned retrograde. I'm also going to tell you right now Mars happens to be in Gemini up there in your 10th house of work and career. And so I'm going to say through these last couple of weeks and going into the first half of May, you may be working a lot. There may be extra hours. There may be demands from your boss. If you work for yourself, there may be extra clients or projects you're trying to juggle. It does look like you're working very hard and you're busy. And if you work in corporate America, there may be departments that are not getting along with each other or this one's fussing at that one. It's busy. It's physical. It's working hard. But you may also be a bit irritated with people. Um, you know, this could be your boss, or it could be clients, or you know, you may just say, "Why do I get all the crazy people?" You know, coming to me. That's that's part of Mars there, and so just make sure you're a Libra and you like people to get along. So I don't think you're going to be barking out orders like a five-star general, but you may be a bit more forceful than usual. You may have a little tone in your voice that other people pick up on. But around mid-May, this is going to change and shift. And after mid-May, this moves into the sign of cancer. And that's more about the home and the family. So if you have children, if you have extended family, it's a good time to see them. Maybe they're coming to visit you. Maybe you visit them. You know, maybe an adult child is coming back for a long weekend or something. It's a wonderful energy for friends as well. So I do see a lot of interaction with whoever your posse is or your BFF. 
This may also be helping them a little bit with some sort of health issue going on. You may be the one taking them to the doctor or you know, bringing them soup if they're staying home nursing a cold or something. There's a, a sense there of wanting to help your friends or be of help to them. Now, I'm going to get just a little bit nosy. I'm going to apologize. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Um, but looking at your chart, I'm going to ask you, are you married or single? I'm single, but I was married for 30 years. Okay. I don't know when that changed, but I will say that Saturn is in an area of your chart that has to do with love and romance. And Saturn is a heavy hitter. It's not lighthearted, let's have a good time here. When Saturn comes into our chart and it is affecting how we interact with other people in a romantic way, we start to ask some very serious questions. And we start to ask things like, what do I have to give to this relationship? What do I need in return? And those are, those are powerful questions. And Saturn has been here for over a year bringing these kinds of questions to you. So if you are looking for romance or at all interested in romance, and you may not be, Saturn can be restrictive. So you may say, no, thank you. Went there, did that, you know, bye-bye, you know. But if you are at all interested, you're going to be looking for somebody with some staying power. This is not lighthearted, we're just having laughs and, you know, fun times. This is about I want somebody who knows who they are. I want a real partner. I want somebody who, you know, isn't afraid of commitment. You're looking for the future, solid and real and down to earth. You're looking for a keeper. So this is, you can be a little harsh in terms of relationships. It may be like, no, they smoke. No, they're not vegetarian. No, they don't mean this set of requirements. It, Saturn <laughs> right. can be a little rigid sometimes. So you may have to work on some of that flexibility. But it's also a nice time to work on your own creative spirit. When I look at this chart, there is a lovely creative energy here, very artistic and beautiful. And this is a time when you may have a hobby that you can make into a career. You may start to look at your knitting and say, what can I sell my creations for? Or, you know, anything else that you're just doing for fun, it can bring in some money. I mean, real dollars and cents. Um, Darn, sorry. <laughs> okay, that's all I can tell you for now, Anne. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. My thank pleasure. Thank you. Okay. okay. Well, thanks so, for keeping me honest, Claudia. And now yeah, I'm going to move. I'm sorry? I know. I feel bad doing that, but... No, because if you didn't do that, I would spend the whole hour talking about this one chart or this, this one question, and, um, and I want to reach as many people as possible. Now, I know that last month I did not have a chance to talk about Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces in terms of what is coming up for them in 2019, and I want to start to talk about that a little bit, especially for Capricorn, because Capricorn is going to have Jupiter in your 12th house most of this year. And for Capricorn, I think this can be a little bit challenging. And challenging is not a negative thing. Capricorn actually loves a challenge. They thrive on challenges. But the 12th house is a hidden house. It's not very obvious, and it's a house of inner contemplation, our inner self. And so this is an area of the chart when very down-to-earth and very practical Capricorn is really looking at their spiritual life. Now, for some Capricorns, that may be 
you know, spiritual and religious may go together. For other Capricorns, they may not. But this is about sort of asking yourself some questions. It's going to be, you know, am I living the life I wanted to live? Who am I in this world? What kind of soul development have I done? Very broad questions that do not have very clear answers. And so a lot of this energy is going to be bringing up a lot of old wounds, a lot of old issues, sometimes old guilts. You may feel bad that you left a certain job for a better opportunity, or maybe you didn't call back somebody who you knew was interested in you. It can be some minor things that you just start thinking about. This can be a very beautiful energy. It is about health and wellness and healing ourselves. You may get very interested in taking care of your body. So it's a good time to look at making some changes to your diet, getting your eyes checked, you know, getting your hearing checked, doing all the maintenance that we have to do on our body. You know, this is a good place to do that. It's also a very metaphysical area of the chart. Capricorns may be getting readings, calling up their astrologer. They may decide to study something spiritual or metaphysical. They they sign up for astrology lessons. And I just finished teaching my last class on beginning astrology, and I had the best time teaching that. I think I'm going to offer it again in June or July. Um, but it was so much fun to see them getting things and understanding things and putting it together in their mind. So Capricorn may get interested in opening up in that area. But Capricorn also has Saturn and Pluto together in their own sign, and both have just turned retrograde. So there may be some things slowing down for you, Capricorn, and this is fine because you would go forward 24-7, you know, doing more, taking on more. This can be an ambitious sign with a lot going on there. I am really happy that this month, when I say this month, I really mean most of May, it's a good time to work and it's a good time to get into health and healing. You may decide to take up Pilates or study Qigong or something. But then in the last half of May and going into June, a lot of that is about love and romance and partnership. So if you're single, that is the time when Capricorn is going to be out there meeting people. That is the time to date. That is the time to, to play and to flirt and to accept social invitations. You know, after that, it's like you're just ready to go and you're ready to treat yourself well. You know, Capricorn doesn't buy shoddy things. They want quality and they're willing to spend the money to buy something that's long lasting and, you know, high quality clothes and and good jewelry that um, may cost a few dollars. You know, they're not cheap. They just want to make sure they get good value. And so that's a time to treat yourself really well, Capricorn. Now, moving on to Aquarius. I would say Aquarius has a few other things going on in their chart. Right now, Aquarius is busy playing and has been playing for the last couple of weeks because they have some of this energy that is lighting up their area of pleasure. And isn't that nice? We all need to to remember that life can be pleasurable and should be fun and enjoyable. And it's a good time for Aquarius to be dating and meeting new people. This is a year, and Aquarius loves to meet new people. This is actually a pretty social sign. So they get out there, and they're doing this, and they're doing that. And and I would say through a lot of April and at least, you know, well, I was going to say the first half of May, but really, you know, it's I would say up until around September, 
Jupiter um, is going to be very strong in your chart, and it is bringing in new people and new groups. So you can make new friends. You can join new groups. You can spread your wings and decide, oh, I'm going to join this. Oh, I, I never joined young Republicans or, you know, um, people who want to learn how to douse or use a pendulum or learn vegetarian cooking. And this is a time of opening up to new ideas and new people and allowing them into your life. And I'm excited about that. I'm I'm actually kind of thrilled about that for you. That can be absolutely lovely. Money is still going to be a little confusing. Um, it may be that you're spending all your money going on trips with friends and you always stay broke. It's almost as if money is just sort of slipping out of your hands. So you're going to have to pay more attention to it. But I will also say this is a big year for Aquarius in terms of their home and their family. With Uranus having just moved into their fourth house, you may be looking to move, or there may be some sudden unexpected changes that kind of throw you for a loop. Maybe your 18-year-old daughter comes home and says, guess what, Mom, I found an apartment, you know? Um, And you're like, oh, no, you're not, kind of thing. So there's some changes. There may be some bumps in the road. You know, your living situation may be a little unsettled for a little while, but I think you can handle that, okay? I don't think that's going to be something that is necessarily um, negative or keeps you from enjoying your life. There may be some real estate speculation. You may be looking at how do I make more money with real estate kind of thing. So there's a lot of that going on this year. Be aware of that. Now, moving into Pisces and looking at 2019, it is as if it's time for Pisces to step up and be seen. Your 10th house of career is going to be highlighted almost the entire year. This is a wonderful year for Pisces to be promoted, for Pisces to be noticed in some way, for Pisces to come out from behind the curtain and take a bow and be seen. It is a very public kind of area of the chart, right up there at the peak of the chart, being highlighted. So, yeah, take a bow, accept help, you know, let your boss know you you would love to be promoted and, and have that job. It is a really strong time for Pisces to find out kind of like what they're made of and what they can do. It's also, it may be also a little bit lonely. With Saturn over there in the 11th house this year, Saturn can often be restriction, and it is in the area of friendships. So, you know, your best friend may move across country, or somebody that you always counted on to be there is is no longer there. Or even if they're there, you just feel more lonely. Maybe your best friend gets married, and they're still in town, you still see each other, but things have changed. It's an emotional energy, and so we can feel a little bit more alone. Or you may find yourself depending more on your one or two really, really good friends. This is not about quantity. This is about quality, and this is part of what you're looking at. You also may be making some changes. There's a lot of movement, so I don't necessarily... um, see you packing up your home, but your work may shift or change. Or you may be in the car driving between locations quite a bit. You know, your thinking is changing and you're opening up to new ideas. And in many ways, that can be very, very exciting. You know, with Mercury coming in in May into this new area of your chart, 
uh, along with Venus, this can be a nice time to talk to friends, to talk to relatives, to, to see new people, to share your thinking, and to talk things out with somebody. So I really like that. I think that's a very positive thing. And so, yes, you know, Neptune is still in your sign, and you're very connected to higher energies. You know, for all year this year, especially through June, but really it's there all year, you are seeking to lift up, to communicate with your guides, to understand life better. And I would say make a point of meditating and finding some sort of spiritual connection because that's going to be important for Pisces this year. So, okay, so I got to Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. (laughs) And I'm going to ask if we have anybody else on the line. If not, I'll go back and talk about some things that are coming up. And if we have any other callers, I'd love to hear from them. Yeah, we have plenty of callers. There are people listening. If you want to ask a question, you need to press 1 and then answer when I bring you in. Okay, so, um, so let's go to Florida and bring Julian, and she is a Virgo. She's a Virgo. Okay. Hey, how are you? Hey, doing great. I'm glad I get to talk to you. Yay. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) So what can I answer or help you with now? Understand I don't have your personal natal chart, so I'll be answering in general for all Virgos. But whatever it is I can help with, I'll be happy to help with. Um, well, actually, um, anything around either employment or love, if any of those, you know, ding, ding, ding. Okay. <laughs> oh, those are the two biggies, aren't they? Yes, um, yes. <laughs> I will say, hang on a minute, I'm looking for some more specific dates. Right now, Venus is in Aries, but on June 8th, Between June 8th and July 2nd, Venus is going to be at the top of your chart in your 10th house. And there's a saying in astrology about Venus always brings a little gift. And I always liken it to, you know, when you go into somebody's house for dinner, you take a little marble cake or a little bottle of wine or you take a little something. Venus comes to visit, she brings a little something. So it's often a very positive energy. And that would be a good time for you to be putting yourself forward. That would be a good time for you to be cold calling, um, doing interviews. People are going to like you. They're going to love you. You may even go back to old places that you have interviewed with before. If you're looking for a job, it's a good time to take the first steps to start your own business. If you're interested in your own employment, if you, you need clients or you know have to, if you're in sales in any way, then your numbers should be very good, and your clients are going to love you, so you should make the sale. That is an excellent, excellent time for for career. I would also say you may be meeting somebody at work or in the course of looking for a job that sort of you know puts a little butterflies in your stomach there. Um, backing up right now and going, you know, this last week. And then the first two weeks in May, you have Mars up there at the top of your chart. And so also this is a good time. So I'd say really all of May is an excellent, excellent time for you to be, um, and June, excellent time to be looking at work. And I would be putting it out there. Um, And very quickly, I'm going to say next month looks a little bit better for romance. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. My pleasure. 
Thanks for keeping me honest, Claudia. <laughs> Who else can we have? You're welcome. Are you ready for the next one? Yes, I am. Okay, so we're going with Donna in California, and she's a Taurus. Okay. Hey, Hi. Donna. Hi, how are well, you? Well, thanks for calling in. And um, yeah. and I have... And I'm going to take a look at Taurus in general. And is there something specific you would like to know? Well, there is. Because three weeks ago, I do my daily meditation every morning and every evening. And an intuitive message came in. It filled me up with love and gratitude. And it said, it's coming soon. So I, I'm expecting something soon. So I want to know what you were picking up, please. Well, first, you have both Venus and Mercury in your 12th house of spiritual matters. So Mercury is going to leave on May 6th, so it will um, still be there along with Venus for another week about, and then it's going to leave. But with both of these planets here, you know, Venus being such a positive, uplifting influence and Mercury being our mind, and both of these being in the area of the chart of spiritual development and higher mind and meditation, I'm not surprised that you had a beautiful experience. I would say that probably going on for another week, it is going to be easier for you to meditate than ever before. And there may be other experiences, um, knowingness or energies. And I will say after May 15th, both Venus and Mercury are in your first house along with um, Uranus and your son, of course. And so I would say that's going to be a very positive time for you. And anything could happen. Now, intuitively, I really feel like what you were getting and what you are being told was something that is personal to you. And I think that it would probably show up in your natal chart. Now, of course, I don't have your birth information or your natal chart. But if you have ever had your natal chart done and you have it at home and, and understand anything about astrology you can take that out and look at it and i think you would probably see it i, I actually think it would probably jump out at you but you know what i see coming from oh, darn what i see coming forward are some changes i think they're going to start next month and i think they're going to continue little by little the rest of this year but look at your natal chart if you have one for more information thank you thank you wonderful thank you. The, things, the, the new things are going to be good things right I hope. I think they're going to be good things. Good. Oh, thank you. But thank you so much. Appreciate it. Okay. You're welcome. My pleasure. And, and if Donna, you want to have an, uh, your natal chart read by Susan, go to her to exploreastrology.com and make an appointment. She's fabulous. Okay, so now we're going to go to um, Lynette in New York, and she's a Capricorn. Hey, Lynette. Hello. Hi, thanks for calling. How are you? I'm good. I was born in New York, so, you know, i got to love those New Yorkers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, we're special. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to put it. We're special. <laughs> well, what can I do for you today, and what are you looking to ask me about? Oh, um... I was kind of conflicted with that, what I wanted to ask you, because I have so much going on from my kids to trying to find a job to moving to to my boyfriend to, you know, everything. But I, would, right, so I, I would let you tell me what you want to tell me. Well, now remember, anything that I'm telling you, since I don't have your personal natal chart, is in general for Capricorns. 
And remember okay. what I said. As a Capricorn, your ruling planet is Saturn, and it has just turned retrograde today, meaning okay. that the energy okay. of this planet is slowing down. Pluto, which has been in Capricorn for a decade, is also turned retrograde, and it is slowing down. So some of the craziness and some of all the stuff coming at you where you're trying to juggle everything, some of that is going to start to get a little bit easier because you're going to feel like you can take a breath and everything is not overwhelming you. You know, retrograde energy is not bad energy. Sometimes we need that to kind of recenter ourselves and get balanced. I will say... Uh, I don't know if you're going to like this or not. I do think the best time for okay, the best time for finding the right job is going to be between September and the end of the year, because Jupiter is going to be direct. It's going to be in forward motion. I knew it. Okay. I knew it. I've been. I've been. Just not even to just cut you off really quick, but I I just sense that. Um, I feel like I'm always a little psychic myself, but yeah, I, I get that. Okay, because it, I think as Jupiter by the end, uh, by the end of the year, it's going to move into Capricorn, and this is going to be a good thing for you. <laughs> okay, I managed to get it in right there under the under the buzzer. <laughs> Thank you for calling, Lynette, and let us know how it went. Okay, so ready for another one. Yeah. So we are doing Tasha Cancer from California. Hi. Hey. How are you today? I'm doing good, Amy. All right. I love taking callers. And, and I'll just remind you, as I remind every caller, that I don't have your personal natal chart. So what mm-hmm. I'm answering for will be, for in general, for cancers. So what is it that you're looking to ask me? As uh, far as in love, what's going on for cancers in love? Well, cancer's been getting beat up on for a while. <laughs> and if you listen to the show regularly, you know that sometimes I mention that because it feels so unfair. But there you go. Um, Saturn is in Capricorn. Pluto is in Capricorn. And both okay. of these signs are opposite cancer. So, mm-hmm. you know, with some cancers, depending on where it's falling in their chart, they just feel like they are pushing that boulder uphill and they're having to swim upstream to try to get anything done. So things are, are moving, but they may be moving slower than cancer likes. Now, I will say, I think May is a really positive time for cancer in terms of work, in terms of career. It is a lovely time for you or for all cancers to allow themselves to be seen. You know, this sign hides. There's, there's the tough shell of the crab, and they can, you know, put themselves at the end of the line and hang their heads with, no, no, you go ahead. But I love this energy here. So I'm going to encourage you and all cancers to step out and to shine and to take a bow and to accept the kudos and the applause and say thank you very much. This is your time, especially at work. There may be some sort of recognition or notice or, you know, an award, a, a good job, you know, at a boy kind of thing. It's a very positive career energy. If you're looking for a career, it's really good. If you already have a career, it's a great time to talk to your boss, to get that big client, to push for whatever you want. I 
I'm going to say by the 15th of May, some of your energy is going to come back. Right now you may feel tired and weak. And I know, Claudia, I'm just finishing up just a couple more sentences, I promise. And, and you, may not, you may be feeling discouraged emotionally or tired physically, and that's very normal. But after May 15th, Mars is going to move, and it's going to come forward front and center, and you're going to have more physical energy. So you're going to be feeling better physically and emotionally. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. my pleasure. <laughs> okay, so um, we have many more callers. So we have two Sagittarius and one Libra, and we have nine minutes left. So we can make. We have nine minutes left. Um, I think I probably get to one more before I switch to the sign of the month. Um, okay, if you were to I choose say, a sign, what, what sign do and you, you choose? And you can, you know. Um, I'm going to leave that up to you. It's I would just say first come, first serve. Whoever called first, I would take them. But I will also say that for any of you that didn't get to get through um, on the line this month and want to talk to me, and if you contact me, I'm going to offer you 20% off on a one-on-one reading with me because I hate it when I know I didn't get to everybody. But sometimes, most of the time, you just can't. But that's my offer to anybody who is waiting online this month and doesn't get in. But, yeah, so who who called first? And just let Susan know when you contact her. You can contact her in Facebook, Susan Reynolds, or you can go to her um, website, exploreastrology.com. So the first one here is, Tasha from North Carolina, and she is a Sagittarius. Okay. Hey, how are you doing? Hello? I'm doing Yes, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Okay, I'm doing good. So you are a Sagittarius, huh? I am. I love those Sagittarius. You know, the ruling planet of Sagittarius is Jupiter, which is an optimistic planet and and bubbly and forceful. And so Sagittarius has this, you know, there's got to be a pony in here somewhere kind of attitude that I just love. And so for most Sagittarius, life really started to pick up the pace late last year when Jupiter moved into your own sign. And for the first three months of 2019, life has been very, very busy. A lot of going, a lot of doing. You know, Sagittarius rules travel as well as education. And so you may have been traveling somewhere. You may have been thinking about going back to school or getting a degree or taking some classes. All good. Now, as I mentioned before, on April 10th, Jupiter turned retrograde. And so between now and August, Jupiter's going to slow down a little bit. Life is still going to be good, but it's slowing down a little bit. And it's going to give you a chance to kind of take a breath and and assess things. I will say in May, it looks like a very nice romantic month for Sagittarius. You've got, you know, Venus in one of the areas of dating and pleasure and having a good time. So I would make sure that you, you know, say yes to some party invitations, invite friends over. You know, what do you do to make yourself happy? Because uh, whatever that is, Sag is going to want to do it in May. Um, I will also okay. say with – I'm sorry? No, I just said okay. Yeah. I will also say that with Mars in your seventh house, this is – if you are single, 
this is a good time to get out there and to date, to say yes to invitations, to be social, to, to mix and mingle, so to speak. So it's a wonderful time of meeting new people and meeting somebody who could be a potential new love interest. Now, if you're already romantically involved or long-time married, Mars is very feisty and it's very forceful. And you have to make sure that you and your partner are not sort of being irritated with each other. Mars is a very impatient energy. Ah. And so you're going to have to count to ten to make sure that the two of you communicate well. Okay. okay. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I you, got Beth. in. As yeah, many people job. as I could, I will I will say that on my website, exploreastrology.com, every month I put out free predictions for every sign. And you don't have to pay anything or join anything or buy anything. It's just there. You just go on my site and look it up under monthly predictions, and it will talk about what's coming up each month for each sign. They're not there yet for May because I haven't posted them yet for the new month, but they'll be there every month. If you want to be on my mailing list, I also send out free information every month on the new moon and the full moon. And you can just contact me and ask to be on the list, and I'll send that out for you as well. So this month's sign of the month is Taurus. And Taurus is the second sign of the zodiac, and it is an earth sign. And it is also what we would call in astrology a fixed sign. And when a sign is fixed, it means just what it sounds like. It's not moving. And if you know a Taurus or any Tauruses or any bulls, really, you know that they can be, um, what's the word we're looking for? Stubborn. Stubborn is the word. And this is because of the fixed energy of Taurus. And most of the time, I would say, you know, 90% of the time, Taurus is very laid back. They can be very relaxed, sure, whatever you want. You know, the most easygoing person in the world. But don't get them mad. You know, Taurus is legendary for their temper. And they don't lose their temper easily. Like I say, they are mostly laid back and very relaxed. But when they go there, when they get pushed to that point, watch out because that temper will, will go off on you and you will be the most shocked person in the whole world. You're like, sweet, kind, little, you know, Betty Ann is yelling like that kind of thing? Oh, yes. You know, they can be very quiet and very peaceful, but they can go the other way. Because they're a fixed sign and, let's face it, kind of stubborn, they don't like to change their minds quickly or easily. Now, the nice part of this is that they're not impatient or flighty. They're very dependable. And when they say they'll be there at 6 o'clock to pick you up, they're there at 6 o'clock to pick you up. You can trust a Taurus to follow through on the commitments that they have made. They're not going to forget you. They're not going to cut and run. They're not going to find something more interesting. They're going to follow through and see things through to the end. And the older I have gotten, the more respect I have for that quality. And so Tauruses are great at that. They have wonderful follow-through and will not get bored and wander off to do something new. And they're not impatient. They will sit there and listen to you tell the same story 22 times. They will, you know, walk with you through the grocery stores. You're trying to save three cents on a can of peas or whatever. You know, so I love that sense of patience and calm. They can just bring peace and tranquility to whatever place they are in. They are ruled by Venus, and that's their ruling planet. And if you know a Taurus, you know that they like their comfort. 
They want the easy chair. They want their food just so. They want their atmosphere just so. They like pretty things and pleasurable things, but it has to be comfortable. This isn't a sign that's going to say, I'll suffer for beauty. No, 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 no. They want comfortable shoes on their feet. They want comfortable clothes on their body. And they want a comfortable, easy chair to come to at home after a tough day at work. So, yeah. So if you go to their house, they're going to have big, easy chairs and, and you know, cushioned couches that you can sink into. So they want to be comfortable and they want to be secure. So most of them are very good with money. This is one of the two money signs. And so lots of Tauruses work in banks and investment places. And if you look at Taurus kids, they start saving their allowance and they set their own goals and their own investment decisions. So they understand retirement, putting money away for an IRA when they're still in high school kind of thing. So you can go to them for money advice or trust what they're going to say about, you know, the stock market's doing this or that. They usually try to, you know, keep their eyes on what's going on with their money. They can be very conservative with their, their finances, but there's a reason for that. And they want to know that nobody is messing with their security and their future. They're not greedy. They just want to make sure they're safe and that their family, their loved ones, are safe as well. You know, you're going to enjoy their company. They're wonderful friends, delightful companions, but there's a lot more to them than meets the eye. They can be deep thinkers. They want to ponder things. Don't ask a Taurus to change their mind quickly or on the spur of the moment because it's just going to panic them. You know, Gemini might be fine with that. A Taurus wants to think about it, you know. And they may go back and forth two or three times before they finally make a decision. But when they do, it's going to be the right decision for them. And then they're going to fall through on it. And if you are trying to get a Taurus to change their mind, give them plenty of time. You know, if you want them to change their Thanksgiving plans, start talking about it in July. They need time to get used to new things or changing the way things have been done. But I love their calm personality, their wonderful spirit, their dependability. I love that they will see things through to the end and not walk away when it's not fun anymore. And we all need a little bit of Taurus in our life. Okay, where are we on time, Claudia? We are perfect. Just one minute um, above us. It's perfect. Well, that's pretty good, given that. That's pretty good. So, so I wasn't sure yeah. we were going to get everything in today. <laughs> no, you did. You did a great job. And we are getting um, new forms, new entry forms from listeners and callers. And just to let everybody know, next show is in June 24th. So put it down on your calendars. If you have sent a request, that's going to be until then or the month after. So thank you for your time. Susan, is there anything you want to say or do you have said enough? <laughs> and we no, I think I've right. said enough. You know, <laughs> I, I will just mention that if you follow me on Facebook, I'm on Facebook every morning, Susan Reynolds or Susan Reynolds Explore Astrology, and I will write every morning about what sign the moon is in and what it's doing for the day. And again, another free thing that you can, you know, use to follow astrology. And thank you for all those freebies that you do. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, 
come back in June 24 to Susan Reynolds. Susan, have a wonderful month and see you back in June. You too. I'll see everybody in June. Bye. Goodbye.